Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Jen here, and this is the Simply and Fiercely Show. Today, we're talking about intentional versus reactive decluttering. And this is something that I've been practicing in my own life with my own decluttering for at least the past 10 years. But until recently, I really didn't have the language to describe what I was doing. But I think, I don't know, maybe a few months ago, I was on Instagram and I was scrolling and I saw this post, which was about intentional versus reactive communication. And I'm going to share that example with you in a moment. But when I read it, I was like, aha, this is it. These are the words. This is the language that I need to really drive home what I believe and what I teach about decluttering. So that was really exciting. And I'm really happy because I think that when I frame it this way, it's really going to help you have that aha moment and look at your own decluttering through this new perspective. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we go digging into decluttering, I really want to start with this example. So when it was talking about communication, it was really thinking about a situation where you might have a conflict with someone. So let's say, for example, you are at work and you get an email from someone who is criticizing something that you've done, maybe criticizing your work on a project, right? And if you think about the way that we kind of naturally respond, it is reactive. So you might find yourself reacting with anger. And then before even thinking about it, you shoot off a really angry email saying, you know, how dare you say those things um, or being defensive and maybe criticizing them. Alternatively, you might find that the way you react is um, maybe very like questioning your own self-worth. So you get that email and you might be like, oh my God, this means that I'm a failure at my job. You know, I don't belong here. You might start, you know, leaning into imposter syndrome, right? And then, you know, in the extreme example, you might even quit or, you know, just give up on what you're doing. So that is a very reactive way of responding. The alternative was would be to be intentional. So what that might look like is first, yes, you still allow yourself to have those emotions, right? Because emotions are normal. Everybody has them. But instead of responding from that place, you create a little space to think, okay? So you would... Um, some things I can imagine is you might want to start by identifying the emotions that you feel. Are you angry? Are you, you know, self-deprecating? Whatever it is, you want to kind of put some words to the emotion. And then you might want to question the stories that you're telling yourself. Like, I know personally, I'm highly sensitive. I could get a very normal email from someone where they're just giving me some genuine criticism in a kind way. And I would read it completely wrong. 
my like highly sensitive system would be like either one angry or two bursting into tears <laughs> when it's really not necessary, right? That's just me reading that email and then processing it through a filter of my own internal fears and insecurities. Okay. So that's sort of if I give myself space instead of replying to the email right away, if I take like five minutes to have a coffee and just process what I've read, I might have a completely different outlook. Okay. So that is part of having an intentional response, having that kind of pause and really looking critically or objectively at my stories. And I think it even goes beyond that too. It is also about thinking about the big picture. So let's say that this email was really crappy. And even if you took some time away to think and reflect, you realize, actually, no, this person is just being really rude, right? You might still not want to shoot back an angry email because if you think about your long-term goals within that company, you might want to respond in a different way. Like if your goal is to become a manager one day, do you want to have this angry email on your record or do you want to have a different kind of email where you still stick up for yourself, but maybe you handle yourself in a different manner, right? And I'm not really saying what's right or wrong, but what's important is that before you just shoot off that email, that you think about what your goals are, what you want to achieve, and you want to make sure that the actions that you take are in alignment, okay? So I think that is a pretty good example of a reactional versus an intentional response. And I think we can really apply that to all things in our life. Like, for example, if you feel a craving for food or like a craving to just kind of scroll social media, it's not that those things are necessarily bad, but they can come from a reactive, almost like a mindless place. Like, you know, if you're scrolling social media and you're just kind of scrolling and next thing you know, an hour has passed, right? That's quite reactive versus intentional where you're like, okay, I've got a half hour or 15 minutes and I am choosing to spend 15 minutes of it just scrolling. And I've, I've made that choice intentionally. It's in alignment with how I want to spend my day, et cetera, right? And so this same concept, this whole reactional versus intentional can apply to the way that we declutter as well. And I don't really think that I hear enough people talk about that. Instead, the way that we usually approach decluttering is very reactionary. Think about it. You dump everything out and then you go through everything one at a time and you're supposed to make a decision about what to keep like from your gut. Like, does this spark joy? You know, how do I feel about this? Do I want to keep it, right? And I get it. it. Again, it's one of those things that sounds really logical in theory. But in my experience, when we declutter that way, it's very reactionary, right? I am a highly sensitive person. I think I've mentioned this before that this might surprise you because, as you know, I'm a minimalist, but I love stuff, Right? And so if I am just decluttering from this reactionary place, I don't want to get rid of anything. <laughs> like, I love everything. Everything sparks joy. Um, and I'm also, my mind, maybe not as much now because I've practiced this a lot over the years, but early on, 100%, my brain was going down the, but I'll need this someday, or I deal with like guilt and shame and just so many 
I named emotions that would make it very hard for me to declutter things when I was doing it from this reactionary place. Okay. And again, beyond that, it's not just the emotions. It's thinking about that big picture. Have you ever had that experience where, let's say, you're decluttering your closet and then you are done decluttering, you've got a, got rid of a bunch of stuff, but then you look at your closet and you're like, oh, I still don't really love it. It's still, there's less stuff, but it doesn't really feel cohesive. And then what you might find is that you rush out back to the shop to buy more and then this whole cycle begins again. And all of that is the result of reactional decluttering. It's hard to get rid of things. And then when we do get rid of things, you might find that you're not really happy with the end results. So what is the alternative? Intentional decluttering. So intentional decluttering is kind of two parts. One, when we are going through things and, you know, thinking about what to keep, what to get rid of, we still allow ourselves to have those initial reactions, right? That like, oh, I could never get rid of this. Or, oh, what if I needed some daddy? Or, oh my goodness, this is my great-grandmother's that it means so much to me, right? You're still allowing yourself to have those thoughts, but you don't stop there. What you do is you create a bit more space. You allow yourself to feel those emotions. And then you ask, okay, what are the stories that I'm telling myself that are creating these emotions, right? So, for example, when you're decluttering something and your kind of reaction is, I can't let go of this because I might need it someday, that is the initial reaction. And the story you're telling yourself is that, you know, probably on a subconscious level, is that it would be a big problem if I needed this someday and I didn't have it, right? But if you're intentional, you can just pause for a moment and think, okay, what would I do if I needed this someday and I didn't have it, right? And you're allowing that thought to kind of go to completion. And then you're making a decision from that space where you kind of have all the data. And I'm not saying that you're always going to get rid of things, but you might be like, oh, actually, those initial fears, those initial worries that I had are actually not very valid. That was just an emotional response that I was having, right? And that can apply on so many levels. There's so much work that can be done with this, um, which is in fact what we do in my program, Clear Clutter, which I'll tell you a little bit more about later on this episode. It's my group decluttering program, which is only open for enrollment twice a year. And we are opening the opening the doors, <laughs> opening the cart on the 20th of July. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, the course may or may not already be open for enrollment. But anyway, there are so many different stories that we tell ourselves. There's so many different emotions that we feel when we are confronted with the thought of decluttering something. And it's just like with that email, right? Sometimes those thoughts and fears are valid, but sometimes it is a response that comes from like an old hurt, an old trauma, um, an insecurity, right? There's all these different pieces of us where really it's like our stories, our past, who we are. And that can kind of, it's almost like a mirror. It can reflect back on whatever we're trying to declutter. And when we're intentional, we can really break it down. We can really look at these thoughts and beliefs and actually ask ourselves, 
is this true? Is this as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be? Right. And with that space, in my experience and with many of my clients, you can often realize that you can declutter things that your initial reactive response was to keep. Okay. So that's kind of part one of how we can be intentional with our decluttering. But then beyond that, if you remember the kind of career example, when we're decluttering, we should also be thinking about the end result. What do you want to create? And that can be, you know, really, really big picture. Like, how do you want to be living your life? Or it can be something as simple as your personal taste, your style, right? So if you're decluttering your living room, and this is something I went through myself, and let me just preface this by saying that I am not an interior designer. I know so little about home decor. Um, but the way that I used to shop for things is, you know, I'd just be in like Ikea or Target and I'd just be like, oh, that's pretty, right? Like shiny objects in jerk. I'd just be like drawn to things that I like. But the problem is when I got it home, I'd never like it as much. Like things always just never seem to work as well in my house as they did in the shop. And what I eventually realized was the problem was I was trying to embrace too many styles at once, right? So I might like kind of, and again, I don't even know the words. I don't know enough about home decor, but like a classic kind of style. And then I'd be mixing it with like farmhouse style and then modern style, right? And so I'd have all these pieces that were individually nice to look at, things that I love, right? You know, and this is something I hear all the time with people. Oh, I love all my stuff, right? And I did. I loved all my stuff, but I didn't really love it all together. And before I could declutter, what really helped was to get an idea, okay, well, what is the end result that I want? What is the style? Even if you don't label it, I totally did label it, but I got a bit more clear on how I wanted my home to look, what I did or didn't want there, what certain colors or certain styles, right? There were certain things that I could admire in other people's homes or in magazines, but I didn't necessarily want in my living room. And so once I started to create that clarity for myself, I could use that to be intentional when I'm decluttering, okay? So now I can see what I'm trying to achieve, and that's a clue that gives me direction about what I need to get rid of. And so I'm not just being intentional about looking at my emotions, I'm being intentional about creating a specific result with my decluttering. It is like when a sculptor is dealing with like a big rock and they're chipping away pieces because they want to create a face. <laughs> um, what they're doing is they're not just like randomly chipping away rocks and then hoping that what's underneath is going to look attractive or look beautiful like a piece of art. No, they're thinking ahead of time, okay, this is what I'm trying to create. So I need to be intentional about removing these specific chunks of rock. And in the same way, we can be intentional when we're decluttering our homes. What am I trying to be, like, what am I trying to achieve with my home, my wardrobe, my life, my schedule even, or my spending? And then how can I start to chip away at the things that are not helping me create that end result? All right? So that is how we can be intentional. And the result is really powerful. Because for me, what it really did is it broke the cycle. When I'm intentional with undecluttering, 
the whole process really is different. I learn more about myself. I create more self-awareness. And that self-awareness stops the clutter cycle. Now I'm not buying things that I'm just going to end up decluttering six months later. I mean, of course, I do sometimes. I'm human. I'm not perfect. But over the years, the more and more that I practice this, the more clarity I get about what I'm trying to achieve. I don't have to declutter so much. I'm not stuck in that cycle of buying, shopping, decluttering constantly because I am working towards a specific goal. Okay? And so that is really the difference between reactive and intentional decluttering. And if you want to learn more about that, as I said, that is really one of the cornerstones of what we do in my group decluttering program, Clear Your Clutter. I have this program, I think I launched it in 2019, but I've been running it live for the past three years. And it's such a difference. We have eight Zoom calls where a small group gets together and we talk about our decluttering struggles and we get really vulnerable. And I think that that's so powerful. One thing that I've noticed with decluttering is that it's very lonely and there's a lot of shame, right? I, if you go back a few episodes, I create, I recorded, excuse me, a whole episode about the morality of minimalism and clutter. And that's really linked into this. There's so much shame where we beat ourselves up about why it's hard to declutter. And so being in a group where there's other people like you and we share stories, along with these techniques where I really break down this whole concept of intentional versus reactive decluttering and how to work through our stories and how to implement this in your life. If that's something that you would like to be a part of, go to simplyfastly.com slash clear your clutter. Um, the cart is open until the 29th of July. So you've got until then to register. If you have any questions, um, you can contact me at jennifer at simplyfiercely.com or you can hop into my DMs. I'm on Simply Fiercely on Instagram. So yeah, that's the um, that's what I wanted to share with you today. I really hope that whether you're, you know, joining Clear Your Clutter is an option for you or not at the moment, that regardless that you take this concept of reactive, reactive versus intentional decluttering on board and you go and you look at your stuff differently and you start to apply this in your life. And I think that you'll find that it's a whole fresh approach that you're cluttering, decluttering, my goodness, any more coffee, <laughs> that your decluttering is more impactful, that you find it, that you're able to break cycles, that you're able to create a home, and ultimately a life that supports your values and priorities. Okay, so that's all to, for today. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time. Thanks again.